We are back with North Point Conversations, talking about our uh, trip to Sri Lanka, September 12th through the 25th. This is the year 2023, because this lives in infamy on the internet, uh, you may never know. Um, we talked about some of our experience, some of the cultural things that, that we did on our, on our last episode, and I want to talk, at least to begin with, uh, just about... Um, the spiritual condition of what's going on in Sri Lanka, what what it's like. So, uh, uh, Larry, you want to uh, speak to that? Okay, it's primarily a Buddhist country, which is really interesting. Um, the, the the Tamil people. There's the two main different kinds of uh, cultural backgrounds: the Tamil people and the Sinhalese people. Sinhalese are mainly Buddhist. Tamil uh, are really Hindu, uh, but the Sinhalese are the predominant culture, so it's really Buddhist, um, and there are obviously those who look to Buddhism to be a religion of sort and in kind of worship Buddha, uh, but most it's a way of life. It's a cultural thing. It's about how you identify as a Sri Lankan. It's kind, kind of, of philosophic. Yeah, you're. Yeah. If you're if you're Sri Lankan, you're a Buddhist, and it's all wrapped in fact in their laws. Uh, that Buddhism is, uh, how they view the world, how they view life. And so for Christians to come in, it's some, somewhat disturbing. And as long as it keeps small like it is, the small percentage population, I don't think there's going to be... There's uh, Every once in a while you have some radical uh, Buddhists and Hindus that would uh, want to cause Christians trouble. But on the main, there's a freedom uh, for Christians to assemble, to worship, uh, to really uh, bring other people to the faith. But I think that that is as long as they stay in, what is it, I think you put down here, like 7% yeah, that, of the population. Yeah, the statistic that they uh, that uh, Laminda shared with us, about 8% um, of the Sri Lankan population would classify themselves as Christian, but 7 of that 8% are Catholic, and not necessarily... Um, a real um, dynamic walk with Jesus kind of thing. So less than uh, roughly 1% um, of the population are what we would call evangelical Christians that believe in the authority of Scripture, have a relationship with Jesus, are serious about following Him. Um, so, th- so that's a really small percentage. It's not like some places where you go and and you're taking, you're taking Jesus to a community or a country— but but his presence is already there. You're just going to places where there aren't churches. Um, that's not the case in Sri Lanka. It's um, a, 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 just a tiny slice. And so um, one of the things that that looks like is that there, in every town, every village, every city, there are at least one, but usually multiple statues and um, shrines to Buddha. Uh, anybody want to talk about what it was like to just go into a town and see uh, there's there's Buddha? <laughs> go ahead, Don. Um, a lot of similarities at the same time differences to uh, when we were living in Japan with the Air Force. Um, there's Buddhist temples or shrines everywhere, um, and it was like that. And you, you might pass a Buddhist shrine or temple. It might be a Hindu temple. Um and so from our experience, you know, there wasn't really, there was no um, resistance, there was no issue there. Um, but knowing that there's 
the underlying issues that there might be, um, it, it caused me to spend a lot of time, even while we were driving, in prayer. Yeah. Um, for the people, for us. Um, but it's it's you can't be there and not realize right. that that's that's the the dominant worldview. Yeah, yeah. worldview. Yeah. So um, so with that reality, um, not a lot of not a lot of Christians. Um, part of what we talked about in the last episode was that that part of what Laminda and Denise do is bring. Um, followers of Jesus together based on vision, which is uh, which is one of those things that it's when there are very few of you, um, you you tend to gravitate towards each, each other because that's the way that you can encourage each other that you can survive. Um, it's not like there's while, while there are denominational ties, we didn't um, we didn't sense any sense of denominational competition, and so for us. We were in Assemblies of God churches, uh, Charismatic Church, uh, uh, Evangelical St. Peter's Evangelical Church uh, um, up in in the country. We were in an independent church that had its roots in the Anglican Church, uh, uh, Christian Reformed Church. We were in just a wide variety of of places and contexts, and that was really really cool. That's that is. Um, uh, you know that's the heartbeat of who we are at North Point in terms of saying um, authority of Scripture, unity of believers. It doesn't matter where you come from if you're pursuing Jesus. That's what matters. So that was a, a really cool thing. Um, uh, uh, Deb, you want to talk about what the 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 two big things that Laminda and Denise are uh, have have introduced and are being brought into the um, outreach, the ministries of the church are uh, a program called CHE and a program called um, a Community uh, Discovery Bible Studies. You want to talk about one of those? <laughs> That's the look I get from my wife sometimes. Why did you ask me that? That's right. <laughs> Why? I should have told him the rules of what you can ask me and what you can <laughs> You hadn't talked for a while, though, so I... That's all right. Um, <laughs> So I'll talk about Che, but I I think it's better if we all chime in. That's fine. That's great. Okay. Um, It's it's a philosophy of ministry, basically. What's it stand for? I'm getting there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Rick. Let me talk. Community, health. In evangelism. That's right. Okay. When I first went, I was thinking it was education, and I was like, well, they're educating them about Jesus, but it's evangelism. And it's, they go into a community and figure out the need. Um, And so that is the community. Um, And then they try and help them with their health, which all of them need help with that. We all need help with that. Um, And there are disadvantages of living there. They don't have ready excess to like toothbrushes and toothpaste and it's just harder for them to find things and so helping them with that and then once they've met those basic needs and shown the people they love them that's when they introduce Jesus to them and so their hearts are ready and I I think it'd be good if somebody would talk about the school. Why don't you ask somebody to talk about the school? Don why don't you talk about <laughs> Ch- Chubby School? 
green, green, they went into the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, Um, just in general, just got the, the, the community health evangelism just to me is just, they put time, money, effort into the community to allow them to, to learn, to help themselves and then others. And of course, then, uh, introducing them to Jesus in this school, um, that, uh, Chubby and Adira have and, and Janu and, Charka, all the people that were there, <laughs> it was amazing. They're in this one building, um, but they had they teach language, uh, they teach music, art, art, um, lots of types of music. So yeah. violin, drums, keys, right, uh, something else. And they helped them with their grammar. Yeah, right. English, English, yeah. And we, you know, we look down the hill, and you can see the area that they're that they're um, sort of helping the most. Um, just a, a poorer community down uh, at the bottom of the hill, and they've they've just done amazing things, mm-hmm. um, with, especially with the young people down there, bringing them up, um, and helping them. And I, I don't know, I don't really have the words to keep describing it. Well, the thing that impressed me was. When we met them and saw all this going on, they even said, this is not near the number of kids that are usually here on a Saturday. And they, um, I thought, okay, this has been going on for two, three years, you know, six months, mm-hmm. oh, six yeah. months. Yeah, and to me, one of the most impressive things, that I, I wish we had the ability to just kind of um, bring in pictures into the podcast. We don't, um, but... If you can picture the the place where they meet is um, it's in a, a mountain a set of mountains that are there it's it's relatively high up and from there from that location you can look out and you can see really really nice homes built into the mountains everywhere uh, like almost resort home kinds of things but down in the valley that you can see that's right there in the midst of things there is essentially a ghetto uh, Shanny's um, metal roofs. Um, eight by 10 um, places where, you know, families of five, six, seven people are living. Um, And it's all there together. Those kids go to the same school as the rich kids, um, but are kind of, again, uh, ostracized, pushed off, uh, marginalized. And, um, and so what they've done is, uh, is created this school called the Greenhouse Project. Is that right? Yep. Um, and every Saturday they have those kids come, anybody who wants to come, come and, Learn computer, learn English. Um, uh, the art teacher was incredible. That, you know, seeing the stuff that he did, he's teaching them how to draw. Um, lots of um, musician uh, training that helps feed into their worship uh, for their church. Just lots and lots of really, really good stuff that's happening there. And in all of that, there um, Jesus just keeps coming um, intertwined in that process. You want to talk about it? Yeah, uh, all kinds of thoughts that are coming in my brain about about that experience, uh, which the Pioneer Church is what yeah. what where Chubby is located, and uh, and what they're trying to do and impact people's lives. Uh, it's just fantastic. What I guess where I'm going with my brain is, we had the opportunity while there through any number of different ways, whether it's visiting where the children were coming in to learn, but. Uh, I'm picturing Kim sharing her testimony 
um, uh, Mia sharing her testimony, uh, me teaching, Don preaching, or not Don preaching, but, but Don sharing in medical, you preaching. Um, what, what really struck me is that these young people, as well as some of the adults, uh, their issues are our issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when Kim was sharing her testimony, it was so moving. You could hear a pin drop in that room, and they're all identifying all of our need for the love of Jesus Christ in their life. Uh, I think that's when I think about the impact that our group had through any number of different opportunities that Lamind and Denise had set up. When, as Kim was saying, in retrospect, when you're thinking about it, there's so many things that went on that how they structured that trip was absolutely amazing. Yeah. That that we experienced so many different things, but we we're able to share from our own spiritual journey uh, what difference Jesus made in our life. And I think an 18-year-old girl listening to your story when you were sharing your journey had to just impact her saying, my goodness, this lady's an American lady thinking, you know, they live in the Garden of Eden, and yet her struggle is my struggle. Yeah. And, and Jesus is the answer to it. That's the thing yeah. that just really hit me. Yeah, I think we, like that, we all... Um, we all come from the same background, and yeah. the the school, you know, they're in, they're planting seeds of hope and love. Yeah. yeah, and it's that basic, simple thing that we all need yeah. to grow. Yeah, one one of the things that was um, just it, uh, it it was very significant to me was they're committed to um, we t- we call them disciple making friendships, but they're committed to disciples that make disciples. And so one of the um, one of the people who's involved in the Greenhouse Project that is teaching violin is a girl out of that project, out of that poor project, who's only been playing the violin for six months. Um, but she has a gift in that area. She's a, she's, she's a musician, clearly, um, but she's learned how to play the violin, and she's the one who's teaching these kids how to play violin, um, which is helping her grow as a follower of Jesus. It's helping her invest in the lives of these kids, and, um, and, and it's helping her as a musician as well, which is just an incredible example of model. Jonu, that we've talked about, um, is worship pastor at that church, but he is raising up a whole generation. Like he said when we talked, he said, um, yeah, I'm leading worship, but I don't want to. I, I want to be able to do other things so that other people can lead worship, mm-hmm. so that so that we can just multiply the impact uh, in, in the kingdom. Um, so that, that's in the greenhouse project. Um, somebody want to talk about any of the other Che outreach kind of things, either um, food or uh, the chickens or any of that kind of thing? Well, <laughs> we. We did a lot of traveling. We spent a lot of time in vehicles, it seemed like, and also walking up and down steps. Uh, <laughs> uh, the thing was a very hilly country, and you can go anywhere without walking up steps or down steps. It's just an amazing thing. We drive way out here at, in the middle of nowhere, it seemed. At, but there's a train station right there, a depot, where people come in. It was amazing how many people got off that train and went up and kind of melted into all the foliage that was there. But we go down this path way, way down to this this really a very humble humble home 
uh, where um, a man uh, and his wife uh, who raised a family and their kids are grown and gone, but that is where a lot of the chickens are taken from to go take these chickens and take them to give to other people to help them develop a way of living. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that struck me in the video that, that we see, and I'm, maybe the people from North Point have seen as well, is this lady who's a seamstress who w- fell on hard times. How she was able to get back on her feet was by having chickens. Uh, she was able to get enough money to get back in business as a seamstress yeah. and then hire more people to come work with her. So it, it, this whole idea of uh, this, this animal bank is to provide income food and income for people that really have no other way of doing it or making it and giving them hope that they can have a better life. But here this, this farmer, uh, I've called him almost like a gentleman farmer, which says but he, he, he's really raising these chickens. But around his house, he has all these spices yeah. that he grew that, I mean... Vanilla. We saw name, uh, we yeah, name vanilla the spice, vine, yeah. Name the spice, and it was there. Uh, curry from any number of things. Uh, but self-sustaining. This guy, he had a big rain barrel that had his water, and but out in the middle of nowhere on the side of this hill with like it's jungle almost. Um, but that's one of the places that you go. We went also to a village where part of our team, the Kentucky guys, had gone down to help build a big chicken coop. Uh, how big was it? 12 by 12? I don't know. 10 by yeah. 10? Probably, yeah. Uh, and, but that be able to have a chicken coop in that village to then to put the chickens in that you can then give the chickens out uh, to provide income. And right. it's it just the basic genius about how to set up this program uh, is just fantastic. Yeah, it was it was fun. That, that home that we visited that day by the train station, that man and his wife were a part of the church that I preached at, yeah. uh, the Christian Reformed Church that Sunday. So it was really cool to see them the next day. Um, and and to be able to pray with them and for yeah. them, um, but uh, I I that my message that day was about the founding of the Philippian Church with Lydia that we've talked about here at North Point and her um, her commitment to hospitality and one of the things that I talked about was uh, how important hospitality was and we experienced that over and over again, but in that home. Yeah. Um, they're showing us uh, his chickens. They're showing us the spices. Showing us everything, and then they brought out yeah. um, some some pop. They brought out some cookies for us, and I think that was the first place that we had um, bananas. There's a whole bunch of different varieties of bananas, but we had um, fresh bananas that were only about this big. I don't know if you can see that, but were just as sweet as can be. They were. They were marvelous. Um, so the, um, the, in the CHE program, in, in the Community Health Evangelism, they're doing lots of different things. Um, Microenterprise is a, is a phrase that you may have heard that basically means that, that you front money to, or resources to someone so that they can begin to build a business that can be self-sustaining and that can, can help them. Right. They're doing that with, with um, helping people raise chickens and um, helping them raise other plants. Um, I'm trying to think any other Che projects that you can think about. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the other thing that is a core component in terms of what um, Laminda and Denise are um, helping the pastors begin to implement is something called Discovery Bible Studies. Um, Kim, you want to talk about 
those a little bit? Um, well, those were set. We kind of go into a small group type of situation, and you take a Bible story, read that together, and then there are a series of questions. Um, might need some help remembering where is God in this? If if God is real, yes. what's it teach us about God? What's this story yeah. teach us about God? And then man. If yeah, if God is real, what's it teach us about man? Right. And then how can we move forward with this uh helping each other people learn? Yeah. How do, how do we apply that? Yeah. And it was it's a non-intimidating way to be able to discuss the Bible stories, uh, brings everyone into the, the conversation easily. Um, it also helped bring different ideas, or not ideas, but other thoughts about it that you wouldn't otherwise maybe think about when you're reading it yourself. Yeah, what, Don, what was your experience where you guys were in, in your uh, DBS? Yeah, Kim and I were at the same one. Uh, we were over at Vajit's house, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the the people there were all in the church. I don't think we had mm-hmm. any any other people from the community in. Um, but the the experience of of just listening to the insights from mm-hmm. from everyone there, and you know, sometimes it was things maybe you were already thinking, but they they might touch on an idea from from this story that just would impact you. So I was I yeah. was really amazed at. At the thoughts, the insights, the the, the prayerfulness, um, and then just the the time together, um, just like any small girl, we just experienced our first uh, life group meeting the other day. Just having that time together uh, was amazing because we were all able to to pray with each other. Um, I got the you know the opportunity to sit right next to Vijit, so we got to pray together, which was great. Nice. Um, and then of course the 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 generous snacks afterwards, uh, <laughs> milk tea and, uh, Sri Lankan pancakes, which I assume they just call pancakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> just incredible. Um, again, for me, it all just comes back to the people and their sort of heart forward, uh, nature and, and their commitment to God in just, Overwhelms me thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, Larry, what was your experience? Were you well, with, were you with them? Okay, that, but it was the uh, the demoniac, Mark chapter five, and it was like okay, interesting Bible study, the scripture. I think different people had the different. Yeah, that, and it's they met him, and also I don't know if we mentioned it, but these are all in people's homes, right? Uh, not at a church building, but people's homes in the communities, um, and so it was. Yeah, Don is exactly right about the. The insight and the comments that come from uh, come from the people that have a a fresh approach to reading the scripture compared to you know we've heard these stories over right. and over that them it's like brand new what a demoniac what what's this going on what's this all about yeah and Jesus authority over even demons and so forth so it's really that was really kind of a cool yeah. experience Deb what what was your experience that look just said don't ask me this question again <laughs> um. We went up into the hills, yeah, and it was very, very beautiful. And um, the same thing, the man, do you remember his name of the house? All the things that he was growing, and he was trying to teach the people that live around him, the village people. Yeah, it was a, it was kind of a, their deal of Che. He was teaching yeah. them how to how to how to um, grow 
spices. Yeah. yeah. And plants. And, and plants, and, yeah. Um, so that was really neat to see. And then when we went in, we had a very interesting scripture that we did. Um, that meant I talked about this. Yeah, so um, we did, we did um, Isaiah 53, which is mm-hmm. um, the—so in the Discovery Bible series study, um, someone reads the scripture, and then, um, every, then somebody else, everybody shuts their Bibles, and somebody else retells the story. So it's like, okay, this is what I heard, and then everybody else kind of chimes in and says, oh, yeah, you forgot this part, you forgot this part. Well, if you, if you go home and read Isaiah 53 right now— and then try and say, okay, what's in Isaiah 53? It's not a particularly narrative kind of a story. It's different than, mm-hmm. than Jesus with, with the demoniac. And, and so it was remarkable to just watch that and, and have them share that. Um, but then really, really good conversation. Okay, if God is real, what's it say about this Messiah that's going to come that has to suffer? Um, that great conversation. And if God's real, what's that say about the guy who suffered, uh, about, about mankind? Um, and then what do you do with that? Um, the, the, um, the whole purpose of the Discovery Bible s- studies uh, is so that everyone who's a part of the study can then, once the study is done, turn around and do that in their home with their friends. So it's not dependent on a pastor leading the Bible study or somebody who's had special training. It's basically, hey, we're going to go through these uh, 24, 26 um, uh, episodes in Scripture. Uh, We're going to do that with our friends and just see what what we discover in that process. Um, One of the most um, significant things to me about where we were was... uh, one of one of the um, oh boy, one of the sets of people that we spent a lot of time with. Um, Don mentioned a, a, a pastor named uh, Chubby. His wife is Denira. Um, they don't have any biological kids, but they have four people who have who are living with them that are that range in age from probably what seventeen or eighteen to close to thirty, and they've lived with them a long time. They're doing that to disciple those those young people and um and one of the gals who lives with them i i uh gave denira a rough time uh, i just kidded her because this girl so physically imitates denira um like her mannerisms her expressions what denira did um uh shani did and um and it just was really cool to see discipleship lived out in that way well at our discovery bible study shani was leading the bible study even though denira was in the group and um and it was her third time to lead and she did great um and it was about i think in their series of uh the 24 26 studies it was probably about uh the 12th maybe study somewhere in there but it was just really cool to see this young gal going through the process, you know, giving her the opportunity to put into practice what she had seen her discipler do and begin to do that, even though she was leading adults who were twice her age. Um, it, it was just a, a really, really cool thing. What made me think about other, other stuff is, is the, the kind of people that are leading in their churches— uh, that we visited many different places, 
all these young people are so, I say young people, 30 years. They're much younger than we are. Yeah. Are so sharp. Yeah. They are bright people that could be successful doing about whatever they'd want to do. But these guys and gals are so sharp and with it and their personalities are effervescent. And you can tell that the, Jesus like, is when, in them. When, well, when they come in the room, it kind of they the room lights up. Yeah. Just their personalities. Any number of these different yeah. different young men and women. Uh, and so the people that um, Laminda and Denise have brought together, man, it's going to have a tremendous impact. And you think about the short period of time that they've been brought together, man. Uh, the Lord is really going to make make a yeah. huge impact on these people. So. Um, Using these Bible studies, using the food bank, and using Che uh, is just a strategy, a tool. But the core is who these people are uh, as 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 devoted, committed Christians who are trying to shed the light of Christ in this world. We're we're going to put in the show notes with this uh, podcast when it drops a link to a um, video that was professionally made. Yeah. Made that's kind of a documentary mm-hmm. about the work that Laminda and Denise are doing and what God's doing in Sri Lanka. Um, I, I would just encourage you when this podcast is done, set aside some time to watch that that um, documentary as well. It's about twenty two minutes long, I think, but it will give you just a very clear picture of how beautiful the country is, how beautiful the people mm-hmm. are, and what God's doing there, uh, which is r- just really really cool. Um, talk. Uh, let's just spend a little bit of time talking about people, about this, the individual people that have made that or that made an impact on you. So, um, everybody, if you can just share, maybe one well, or two I start people because I was go, thinking go about what to say. I don't want to dominate. Yeah, no, no, go for um, it. One of the visits we did, and Deb was mentioning this, that we went down this path. It seemed like it was forever to get to where this village was located. Again, very, very humble, humble place. There's a number of villages, but we went to this one particular place where uh, really the Kentucky team put on like a a child Christian performance about David and Goliath and uh, Scotty Simpson, the the pastor of the church there in Sherman, does a fantastic job reenacting the story, telling the story. Uh, um, uh, I didn't have it in me to walk all the way back up out of that place, and so uh, there's this little, like a rickshaw called a tuk-tuk, which is a little motorbike that has like a two-seater in the back that you can go. So I was driving back up. I was with two young people. One was an 18-year-old young man who climbed in back with me because he wanted to talk to me. Uh, And so this is after we had this performance down in this village, down in this valley, remote place, and we were driving back up to the church where... um, Yogi has a part of the ministry there, uh, and he's sharing to me the difference, what impact that church has made in his life. Now, this is like a Buddhist village down in remote. This teenager, to go to school, they have to probably get on a bus someplace to travel a far distance to even go to a school. But he talked about how he had come to Christ. And, and I'm going, here just in a microcosm is exactly what they're trying to do, is reach into these villages yeah. by... Che by Animal Bank by Discover Bible Study by just going down and having a presence. Here, this young man, eighteen-year-old young man, has turned his life over to Christ, and he looked at me straight in the eye and he says, "I just want you to know, 
I love Jesus. I said, man, that's fantastic. And with his book yeah. in English. And so to me, I'm going, here it is. Yeah. It's what it's all about. This is it. So that's yeah. what really impacted me. Good. So many people that we mm-hmm. met yes. that, uh, you know, the impacts from each individual or, or groups of people, um, trying, to, trying to group them in my head. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, Laminda and Denise uh, and all that they put together and just being able to spend some time with them and talk to them and in different circumstances was really nice just to get close. But then the, the groups um, when we were at Chubby's Church and that whole uh, group that we met, um, I didn't get to, we worked at Majid's church, uh, you know, building the stage and such, but I didn't get to go to that church to meet as many, uh, of the people there, but we spent a lot of time, uh, with Vajit as well. Um, and then down in the village, Yogi, um, Vajit's the man. pastor. He's the, the preacher at the Christian reform church that where I was able to speak that first Sunday. I I preached at his church and it was the it was actually the first Sunday that they had in a new location. So it was as a as a as a preacher, when you give up the opportunity your first Sunday in a new location, that's that that was a big deal. And it was it was really, really um uh blessing. It was cool for me to be able to um to be there with him. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, Vajit. Yeah, we were we went to uh, the Sunday service at at Chubby's church, and so the uh, the worship service to me just mm. blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with uh, Stannis and and Janu up there, uh, just Stannis started singing, and I was like, "Wow, this guy!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, Danushka goes there, and um, just the the uh, the presence there, the yeah. the the peace that was there mm-hmm. was was really amazing. That's right. Um, and then getting to see things like you know Janu's studio and what he's doing, yeah. to some of the things he's doing and, and recording. Just that probably is where we spent the most time. So that that seems to have yeah. Not the most impact, but it's it's mm-hmm. what I a lot of very vivid memories there. Right. Yeah. Kim. Um, I think just speaking as a whole, the kindness, the genuineness, um, and like Larry said, they just, they love Jesus, and you feel that. It's not something that's forced, um, or some days it's hot, some days it's cold. There is just a genuineness about that. Yeah. Um, I... I would, if we were had to pick one, I would say Nadira, watching her love on people and the joy she had, and just you could feel the Holy Spirit when you were with her. Um, but I feel bad just picking one. But no. anybody else too? <laughs> anybody else come to mind? Um, I felt that way about Vita's wife too. Um, what's her name, though? Talina, I think. Yeah, Talina. Talina. Um, they were just so peaceful and um, full of love and accepting of everybody. Mm. So it was probably the pastor's wife and me sensing that and the other pastor's wives. But <laughs> yes, they were very special. Um, the uh, To me, it's it was just fun to see how 
God works and orchestrates things. Um, his economy, he doesn't waste anything. So um, one of the things that we got to do that, that for, I think for all three of us, was just loads of fun. The first Sunday that we were there, we dispersed, we're in, I think, four different churches that day. We um, had different groups of us. Um, and then that afternoon, the ladies got a chance to go to a, uh, they got a one-day pass at a real expensive hotel that had a uh, incredible swimming pool. So you guys talk about that just for a second, because I thought it was interesting uh, about um, their ability to swim, the ladies' ability to swim. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, we learned that they did not know how to swim. Um, it was this generation, so these teenagers, this now, um, are are learning to swim and to be out in the sun. They were always trained to not play sports to not spend time outside because then their their skin would get darken yeah and so for women that was just one of the things they were trained in and so they're all teaching each other how to swim Mm. and it was very very special to watch um again the love the love they have for each other so the ladies are swimming in a five-star hotel, <laughs> and the guys, um, uh, the the guys said, "Hey, we're gonna, we've rented a place, and we're gonna go teach you how to play cricket." Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll just speak from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I think we, I thought, I hate looking stupid. Um, this is not going to be all that much fun. I know cricket's kind of like baseball, but I'm old. This is just not gonna. We'll do it because they want us to do it. Well, our experience was really just the opposite. Uh, you guys want to talk about learning how to play cricket? It was a blast. It was really great. And uh, I didn't know you were that much of an athlete, Rick, looking at you now. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that <laughs> encouragement. <laughs> but uh, it, what really bonded us, and I think because I think we've all had experience in baseball, we had a little bit of eye-hand coordination. I think we surprised the Sri Lankans that we could even hit hit the, with the bat, play a little bit, and, yeah, and play it. And we did okay and catching the ball. And uh, also the guys from Kentucky, they're good old athletes too. They, yeah. they they could really smack that ball. And I think we had so much fun together. We just laughed really. Yeah. Just had a great time laughing the whole time, and it really brought a bond outside yeah. of just churchy stuff. It was like, hey. It's, so it was a great idea. Uh, we just had a blast. Yeah. Don, anything? Really just echo the same thing. Yeah. It was just a time to get guys getting together and, yeah. you know, playing some sports. That's right. So both Don and I have on cricket jerseys, Sri Lankan cricket jerseys, um, and it, it just was really fun. Now, for me in the whole God's economy thing, it was really interesting that we spent that hour and a half, two hours, whatever, learn how to play cricket, played it. Um, it was probably three days later, we're up in the mountains, in the tea plantations, going to a new area where they're trying to establish uh, a presence of Jesus in a village where there is none. They're, they're working to create, to just start with the children's ministry that's there. And we we arrive at the site, and what do we find? Mm-hmm. Uh, the most normal thing um, in the world, uh, everybody's playing the game that is the game of that particular culture. So it would be like going and discovering a uh, pickup football game. Well, they're playing cricket 
outside, mm-hmm. and um, and our team then began to morph into the cricket right. game, and yes. um, and it was very interesting to watch the Sri Lankan <laughs> kids, especially yeah. saying, "Hey, they know how to do this. What's 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 that about?" And then we were able to um, to sing, to do a Bible story, right. to uh, share the gospel a little bit, and um, and are just trusting that God used that time. Right. To plant seeds that um, that ultimately will will result in the presence of Jesus in that That's community right. in a really cool way. Um, what else? Any? Well, I just want to say that I, I just thought that uh, I think mentioned earlier in a, the previous podcast the uh, how Laminda and Denise uh, not only orchestrated our trip, but when you see what they're doing and the impact they're making. Uh, not just in their hometown of Candy, but all throughout the island, is is just amazing. And so much they're worthy of our prayers and worthy of our support. Um, the humble spirit that that Laminda has in leading, and there's no question he's the leader, but it's through humility. Yeah. And he and Denise both, it's just been accepted into that culture. And you can just tell how the other leaders of their churches. And again, these are all very, very intelligent, bright, talented people, really respect uh, the leadership that Laminda and Denise bring to their team. Yeah. Uh, Laminda, if you're watching this, don't get a big head. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the last couple days that we were there, well, well um, that last weekend, we went down to the south end of Sri Lanka and were able to um, stay at a place there um, that was right on the Indian Ocean. We got to play a little bit in the Indian Ocean, although the waves were significant enough we didn't play too long or too adventurously because they were crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was beautiful, so we, we got a chance to kind of see there and then to, to go to a church there that um, I, I hopefully will have told that story in a message by the time that you watch this. Um, but just just a cool thing to see how how God has been working, how He continues to work, and um, the opportunity that that's that's there as well. Um, oh, you know what? One last thing. Do you want to talk about speaking at the Bible College? Yeah, that was really a treat. Is Lanka Bible College, and uh, again built on a hillside, as every house and every church is built on a hillside. Uh, but it's probably a group, I don't know, 40, 50 young people, uh, mm-hmm. young women and men uh, who come from all over the island. It was a mixture of Tamil and Sinhalese uh, people, which really speaks volumes of the difference Jesus can make in that culture because... There was a civil war in Sri Lanka right. between the Tamils and... And so and they're all Sinhalese. in there. And so so I had eight pages of notes I was trying to get through because I said I'm going to have like two and a half hours to speak. I go, okay, that's a long time, but not when it's translated into Sinhalese and then in Tamil. And so uh, I got through one page the first half, and so I just did away with my notes and did kind of a more of a motivational, why are we in ministry? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? And, and you do that, I think, best through stories. And so, but the connection I had with the students was just absolutely amazing. But one thing I've really noticed is that in America... Uh, we want to spend as much time as we can with the students. And so in the middle of the presentation, there was a tea break. And so I was looking to go down to be with the students. and But no, we're supposed to go up there with... Uh, with the, with the president, with the, the president of the college. And so forth. Yeah. And so it's definitely separate. So I think I... I 
it, I was just being me. I, yeah. I wasn't trying to be countercultural, but I greeted every student coming in the door with a handshake and say, how you doing? That is just not done in that culture. There's a separation between the professors and the students. And I, I hope I didn't cause any problems with their professors move, moving on. I said, how come you can't be like that guy? He was real friendly. Uh, but uh, I really felt just a, a real closeness with the students and was able to joke and had a little bit of cultural humor I was including in there. Uh, uh, the, one of the just comments I made, I started talking about, boy, I, I've been to India, been to Sri Lanka, but I really love the Sri Lankan people. They're so much better, except in cricket. <laughs> it, it happened the week before India had beaten Sri Lanka yeah. in cricket. So, and they boo, they, they booed me. So, which was great because there's a connection right yeah. away. So, just a, just a delightful time, and just a, a, amazing that there's a place like that, right? Uh, this Bible college that is reaching out to. Not the higher class kind of people, yeah. but just average, ordinary uh, Christian young people from all over the island that come yeah. to learn to how to how to tell about Jesus. So. Hey, uh, as we wind this up, um, I I just uh, if you've watched this whole thing, thanks so much for watching. And I and I want to I just want to finish kind of with an encouragement um, to our North Point crowd. Um, we talk about our financial giving and the difference that it makes. Um, we were able, um, because of North Point's giving, to um, to make it possible for Larry to go with us, which was a, a huge, huge encouragement to Laminda and Denise and to, and to our team, too, just being a part of that. Um, but also, we were able to, uh, again, because of your generosity— from the time that we first began to talk about the cost of the trip, costs escalated. They told us that that gas had increased um, uh, essentially fifty cents a gallon from the uh, just in the in the month before we got there, and we traveled a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to give them above and beyond what their expectations were, which took care of things financially. I I hope in a way that blessed them. Yes, um, we were able to give gifts to the to. Uh, to Laminda and Denise that can be used for microenterprise, for CHE projects, for whatever uh, can help the gospel go forward above and beyond our costs for being there. We are able to give a financial gift to, to the Christian Reformed Church where Vigis, the pastor, um, that just moved into this new facility, and, uh, and they were really worried because it was hot there, and they had like one little fan, and um, they were able and have already actually bought ceiling fans and installed them um, in their place of worship. Um, uh, the money that we gave um, helped them do uh, helped them partition off a section of the area that they rent so that they could have a space for children's programming separate from the adult worship, which is a really, really big deal. Um, and uh, we're able to give us money to help put a sign up that just says, hey, this is where the church is meeting. All really cool stuff. We were able to give a gift um, to to the the Pioneer Church, where where Chabi's the pastor, that uh, they can use for whatever, whether that's um, uh, Che projects or whether it's they're it looks like they're going to lose their property and they're going to have to move someplace else, and 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 the money that we gave may help them buy a piece of property where where they can build a new facility. Um, that's all because of your involvement. That um, yeah. that's what I want to say, and and the leadership of our elders at North Point, mm-hmm. their commitment to to um, the kingdom being bigger than what happens right here in Dewitt, right. and um, and so I, I just want to say I'm I'm grateful. Thanks. 
thank thank you all for being a part. Um, you may not have gone on the trip with us, but you were on the trip with us, mm-hmm. and um, and that's that's really cool. Yeah. Any closing words? That's very good. Uh, thanks for watching. This is the end of. Well, it's not the end of the conversation. North Point conversations just continue to move forward. So uh, uh, anxious to, to just see what the next chapters are. And um, uh, if you want to um, get in touch with Laminda and Denise, they would love that. Um, in the, in the um, video link, I think there's, there's space there. If not, we can put their uh, information there as well. Uh, be praying for them, praying that God would continue to, uh, uh, to let his light shine in Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. Thanks.